Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Tuesday, March 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puynick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. And we'll jump right in here as this week begins high school baseball season in the Mountain State. We'll be joined by Josh Hartman, Musselman, bat, or, excuse me, baseball, still on basketball mode because they're going to states. Uh, but Musselman baseball head coach Josh Hartman. How you doing today, Coach Hartman? Hartman. All right, guys. All right. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. And uh, you guys get going, looks like, tomorrow, according to your schedule, against uh, St. Mer- Maria Garetti out of uh, Maryland. It's a home game for you guys. What's your season looking like this year? Well, actually, that game is, uh, is won't happen tomorrow. We have a scheduling conflict with us. They uh, Garetti was scheduled to play somebody else. So our opener will actually be uh, this Friday against Spring Mills. All right, so Spring Mills, obviously, to open up against an EPAC school will be a big one. Uh, but overall, are you hoping for some improvement from last year after the 11 and 16 season? Oh, absolutely. Every year you go into it, you try to improve from, from your season before. We finished uh, below 500 last year and um, got a lot of kids coming back from last year's team that have experience now. And I'm really looking forward to the season. So hopefully we do improve on uh, what we did last year. And Coach, obviously last year uh, was a weird year. Your season started later than normal. So what's it like to be back in March and getting ready for baseball season opposed to how things went down last year? I kind of liked how it was last year. Honestly, a little bit later start. Didn't have to worry about snow in March. And, uh, this week we had to deal with a snowstorm and move practice around, things like that. But it's good to get back on your regular schedule and get these kids outside and, and, and ready to play some baseball. Coach Hartman, Colin McLaughlin here. And since baseball is back in March, uh, it goes right after basketball season. And a couple of your guys is on the uh, state championship tournament uh team there basketball wise so what has it been like for your team uh kind of being without them here for the start of things well the kids that i got they're they're they are competitive they are fighting for positions and uh, obviously we miss uh trenton and calvin and wish them nothing but the best and uh charleston this thursday hopefully come back and get some wins and uh we'll take them back when they get here and like honestly we hope they stay down there as long as they can and, and, and play as long as they can and coach, looking at your schedule this year, some out-of-state opponents uh, from Northern Virginia area, and uh, just down in Winchester, some Cumberland teams. What is your non uh, non-area schedule? I know a team that at least has been prominent in the past in Northern Virginia at, or in Ashburn Stonebridge. I know they're on your schedule. Uh, they're a big-time team. Yeah, they are. We we definitely have some challenging teams on our schedule this year. I think. Uh... Playing those teams will obviously challenge us every time we go out, and hopefully it prepares us for the competition we get when we play in our sexual games against our Martinsburgs and our Hedgesvilles and the Spring Mills. So I think playing teams like that will definitely uh, give us confidence that we know that we can play with anybody that's on that schedule. Who have been some uh, players that have stood out to you so far in practice, and I guess what are you kind of looking forward to about this season, and what are some goals? Um, I have, I believe, I was looking at my roster. I have about nine kids that that started for me at some point last year. Um, just some of the seniors I'll talk about is uh, Jacob Miller, 
He started for me since he was a sophomore. Um, real excited about what he brings, his leadership that he brings to the table. He's also a football player, one of those hard-nosed kids. He'll, uh, he'll be an outfielder for me. He'll pitch for me. One of those kids you can kind of put anywhere. Um, he was an all-conference, second-team all-conference last year as an outfielder. Um, another senior, Jackson Shockey, one of those kids that's been around for a long time. He'll be a first base before we can pitch a little bit and, and DH as well. I mean, you talk about uh, Calvin Trent. They're also going to help me, obviously, when they come back. Coach Hartman, last year you guys, it looks like, went 11-16. and 16. With the guys that you have in place now, as you just mentioned, nine guys coming back, what do they need to do to uh, be able to improve off last season? Well, obviously the experience will definitely help. Uh, last year we were in our sectional finals there with uh, – Martinsburg and Hedgesville, we were leading both of those games in, a, in the top of seventh inning, and we found ways to lose games instead of finding ways to win. So I hope we learn from experience like that and uh, want the ball to be hit to us and want to be up to bat when those clutch situations and those kids will come through uh, when we need, need to. And, Coach, so you have uh, you mentioned Spring Mills Friday. Then next week you'll have what looks like three games. And then the week after that, it's a, it's a big week for you guys at the end of March starting into April. It looks like uh, you got games Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah, we, they cram in there, that's for certain. I mean, if I was a, a player, I would love that schedule. You're playing every day. Kids love to be out there and doing that every single day. As a coach, you kind of wish you had more opportunities to fix mistakes and things like that and work on. But it's, it's baseball is definitely day to day, and you hope that you're playing well and you continue on. And when you're playing bad, you hope you're able to fix mistakes and uh, get back on track what you want to be doing. Coach, we talked a little bit about your non-conference schedule and some of those challenges. And how do you think that will prepare you for the EPAC? Because obviously, you know, three of the top programs in the state in the Eastern Panhandle, year in and year out, in Hedgesville, Jefferson, Martinsburg. And uh, you guys are right there as a team that's trying to kind of establish yourself as that other program. Yeah, right. Um, like I said, uh, at the with our schedule, I don't have any cupcakes on that schedule. We have tough competition pretty much every single game we play. Um, I think playing a tough schedule like that will definitely prep us for Martinsburg, who's, who's got pretty much everybody back. We'll prep us for Hedgesville, who's got a lot of kids back. We'll prep us for Washington, and a Jefferson team that wins 20 games every single year. So we're excited for that and looking forward to the opportunity to get out there and do those things. What can we uh, expect overall from your team this season? Uh, hopefully we play with more uh, – I don't know, togetherness, uh, support each other. Uh, I like our depth that we have. We can see kids bat one through nine. I have a, a good two-man rotation right now. Um, I'm excited to see what we can put out there on the field, give a good product for everybody to come out and watch. And uh, specifically starting, uh, you'll start with Spring Mills. What are some things that you know about? The, obviously, they're an EPAC program. What are some things you're doing to prepare for them come Friday? Just work on the fundamentals as much as you can, just like any other program right now. Just working on those bats, getting good at bats, um, swinging at your pitches, not chasing that to the pitcher's pitches. Uh, fundamentals, being able to throw and catch. Uh, all those things that prepare your first season. All right, Coach Hartman, thanks for joining us. And it looks like our broadcast schedule will be uh, at your guys' place on March 29th for that game against Jefferson. Sounds good, guys. Thank look you for joining us. And look forward to seeing you guys there. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later then. You as well. That was head coach there, Josh Hartman of the Muscleman Appleman, and kind of just 
threw you on or threw us on here for baseball today because uh, we've got a lot of coaches to talk to this week. We got you know five more to talk to. We'll be joined at the end of the show by Hedgesville head coach Eric Grove. Uh, but obviously, baseball season coming fast. Yeah, and it's coming even faster with the uh, schedule change that we uh, were notified, or at least you were notified of this morning yeah. for uh, Martinsburg, if you want to mention it. Yeah, so Martinsburg was originally scheduled to be at East Hardy tomorrow, uh, but I uh, believe issues with the field, maybe from the past snowstorm. Uh, they will instead play that game at P.O. Faulkner, and uh, we'll be down there for that broadcast at 7 p.m. 6.40 pregame. We'll be doing 20-minute Good thing they pre-games. just got new turf, huh? Hey, new turf. <laughs> Uh, we'll have a great new setup for everybody. Uh, Colin, do you want to get into that a little bit? Just a lot clearer cameras. Yeah, if, uh, for those of you that watched our previous um, broadcast when we do baseball, it was usually uh, blocked by a fence or a net due to uh, the backstop there for home plate at most fields. But now we've uh, got some new cameras. Yeah, got some new cameras, new equipment. Tinier cameras that will go in between the fences hung up on there, and hopefully it will give you a great clear picture of everything going on uh, game-wise, and we'll get it ready, hopefully, to have some great broadcast for you baseball-wise to improve come football time. Yeah, and we will, as I, I believe I mentioned yesterday on the show, we will be down at the Mingo Bay Classic. Five of the six EPAC teams down there. The only team not down there, uh, the Muscleman program, the coach that we just talked to there, uh, Coach Hartman there, not making the trip down there. Uh, but that'll be five EPAC teams. We'll, I believe we'll at least get each EPAC team once, Nick. Yeah. From yeah. our initial schedule, things could obviously change. Yeah, I mean – Kind of just depends on how long the games go and if we're able to travel, but that's at least the goal. And I think just, you know, this is another exciting season. Uh, it's very similar. I think the basketball this year was super competitive. I think we'll see that again in baseball. You have kind of the top three teams that we see year in and year out, but, you know, I think Muscleman's a solid team based on what we just heard from Coach. It sounds like they got a lot they're coming back up. and they're – and they got good athletes with Kleppner and Wolf that we already have seen on the basketball court and how those guys can transition uh, to the baseball field. And, um, you know, Washington has had some success over the years, and Spring Mills is trying to head in that direction based on what I've seen over the past few years, just kind of looking back. Um, so, you know, it, it should be really competitive, just like we saw in basketball, and I'm looking forward to another – uh, fun season of high school sports. Yeah, and I guess want to give the uh, I guess a week outlook for our broadcast schedule. Uh, just you know, was kind of getting ready to post that. I'll post I'll post it on the TV Ten Facebook page uh, after the show today. Uh, but again, East Hardy at Martinsburg tomorrow. That's a seven p.m. contest, six forty pregame. That'll be on TV Ten only due to March Madness. Friday, Hedgesville at Martinsburg, 7 p.m. That was going to be our first game of the season, but unfortunately, it's not our first game because we're going to go a little early tomorrow uh, with our first one. That'll be a 7 p.m. first pitch at P.O. Faulkner. We'll be there for that game, TV 10 only. A lot of these games in the begin- or towards at, at this part of the season because of March Madness will be on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube only. Uh, Saturday, a doubleheader. Petersburg at Martinsburg, 12 p.m. slash 2 p.m., so 1140 will be on there. Monday, a early EPAC good, you know, kind of test to see where each team is. Martinsburg at Jefferson, I believe, is a 6 p.m. first pitch and a 540 pregame show. And then next Wednesday, we'll get some softball action with Colin and hopefully Jim Klein. 
Yep, he said he's good to go both those days yeah, next so week. He has them in his schedule, and he's excited. We'll be at Musselman for some softball action next Wednesday. Martinsburg at Musselman, 7 p.m. And then Friday the 25th, Spring Mills at Martinsburg softball. And uh, a lot of baseball softball coming up here in the next few weeks, or I guess for the next couple months and into the summer. Uh, as a lot of things going on, we uh, are trying to – set up little league we'll be doing little league again 10 to 12 year old uh for towards the little league world series but that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online it'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more on the other side of this break uh we will talk some wizards as they played last night capitals and uh, more nfl free agency news that's after this two minute break hagerstown ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the i-81 corridor we will beat any and all competitors prices and we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one day delivery better than amazon and a return policy better than walmart your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed sealed and delivered from hagerstown ford let's go to some beers mountaineer grill and pub conveniently located right off 81 at 214 mid-atlantic parkway mountaineer grill and pub offers many daily specials including happy hour 11 a.m to 6 p.m with two dollar domestic bottles and 250 domestic drafts monday night is trivia night thursday night is wing night and wednesday and sunday night is steak night let's go Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back. To this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us on this Wednesday. Or, excuse me, I'm already bumping up a day thinking about Wednesday. It is Tuesday here, March 15th. Uh, Wizards in action last night, ending their West Coast swing. And uh, didn't lose as bad as I thought they could have. 
They lost to the Warriors 126-112 in the return there of uh, Draymond Green. All three, uh, the the big three for them, uh, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson all back on the court last night. Uh, unfortunately, a loss for the Wizards, but they just, you, you can't, uh, it's hard to keep up with everybody when you have a team that just com- can completely destroy you like the uh, Warriors and Steph Curry at 47 points last night to lead all scorers. Klay Thompson with 27, or excuse me, 20, along with Jordan Poole and, uh, as I mentioned, Draymond Green back on the court last night, but the Wizards, uh, they after their West Coast swing went uh, 0-4, and they're still trying to get – they're still chasing that final spot in the play-in tournament. They return home to face the Nuggets. That is tomorrow. Which is another hard game, really. I mean, you know, the Nuggets are one of the best teams in the Western Conference, too. They've got Nikola Jokic, who is probably the best center in the NBA right now. You could make that argument. Joel Embiid, of course, is up there, too. But – Jokic is playing some of the best offense we've ever seen from center. I mean, the guy's averaging eight assists a game as a 6'10 guy. You know, you never see that uh, in in the NBA. So he's the defending MVP. The Nuggets are uh, a good team. You know, they've had some injury issues. So really, uh, the last couple of games, it's been Jokic just trying to carry the team uh, with not much help. But... You know, the the Nuggets are a tough test, and the Wizards, uh, they're 0-4, as you just mentioned, Spencer, on this past West Coast trip. So maybe a home game, a change of scenery might help them out a little bit in this game, but the Nuggets are a, a tough task. It's going to be hard for them to, to break the streak against that team. I mean, they're four games back with nine games left, so I don't... Wait, there's only nine games left for the Wizards? Wait, maybe I read that wrong. There's no way there's nine, no, there's nine games say, left this month. But okay, yeah. I was about to say, I was like, I was like 15 games left something. total. I was like, that's what? still not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't give them great chances. Wow. There. But again, they, what does it really matter? They are either going to make the play in and somehow make the playoffs and then get bounced in the first round or, you know, get a higher draft pick. So, you know, they're, they're, Getting some good individual performances at times. Porzingis had 25 last night against Golden State. Uh, Kuzma didn't have a great game, but or he, he played okay. And you know they're, they're like they're not going to stop Steph Curry. So yeah, they, no, they that's have nobody the, that can stop no, a star. You've no seen one on earth. Curry <laughs> just dropped 47. The game before that, Dame dropped what 46, and the game before that, LeBron dropped 50. This team right. has nobody that can go up against a star. Because they have no stars. Yeah. Porzingis is a borderline star. Well, he came back last night after missing the game. He had 25 points to lead the Wizards. Porzingis is also a pretty terrible defender for the most part. I mean, he's he's not going to match up with Curry anyway. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you're you're not getting anything on ball from him. Uh, You know, so, yeah. You make that trade. You get rid of uh, a couple pieces like they did at the deadline for Porzingis. You're going to lose some defense when you make that trade for him. He provides offense. I mean, those guys weren't going to give them defense. Dinwiddie is terrible on defense, and Davis Bertans is not guarding anybody. He's just going to shoot from 50 feet away and miss. Yeah. So they gave up nothing, really. Um, It's not a bad trade. It's just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you like his offense. You like yeah. Porzingis' offense when he's healthy, yeah. when he's on and the that, court. For the most part, it's what the NBA has become now. Speaking of the offense and that uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl uh, Anthony Towns scored an NBA season best 60 points last night, had 17 27. boards. Oh. I believe he had 56 through three quarters 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we only added four in the final quarter, uh, but saw that comment there from David Wood. He is a Minnesota fan. And yeah, the birthday boy's happy. Yeah, I was about to say happy birthday to one of our loyal listeners and, and followers, David Wood. Uh, but, yeah, NBA offense lately is just skyrocketing. I mean, LeBron went for 50-plus against the Wizards the other day. Uh, just offense bonanza coming out here. I think a lot of these scoring performances are kind of out of necessity for some of these teams because yeah. you look at the Lakers, you look at the Blazers, we mentioned LeBron and Dame Lillard. These teams have nothing other than those two guys right now anyway. I mean, LeBron yeah. is carrying the Lakers by himself like he has been most of the season with most Anthony Davis. Career. Yeah, and and then look at Portland too. We talked about them on the show yesterday. They've completely fallen apart. They made a couple big trades at the deadline. That team is totally different from where they were at the beginning of the year. They're, you know, one of the the lower ranked teams in the West right now. So they kind of need those guys to step up and score 40, 45, 50 to to make games competitive now. That's kind of where we are with with a couple teams. I think too though we're at the end of the regular season. Uh for teams in playoff contention, you know, defense not might not be a major priority uh unless you're trying to fight for seeding. Um you know, because I mean, in the regular season, the offensive numbers are always up compared to the postseason. So, defensive effort is a big thing, and I don't think it's necessarily. I mean, yeah, I agree with you that you know the players have to step up, but I don't know if it is completely that. I think just overall, like, there's a lack of defense. Yeah, it definitely is. But now let's move over to the. NHL Capitals in action tonight against the Islanders. We talked a little bit about it last night, or not last night, yesterday's show. Uh, the Caps against the Islanders. Islanders currently sitting basically at 524-24-8, and the Capitals 32-18-10, as I mentioned, I believe 6-4 six, six and four in their last 10 or 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Um but a story by, uh, I guess, friend of the show, he comes on a lot, Andrew Gillis. He wrote a story today for NBC Sports Washington. The headline is, with a healthy roster, the Caps' power play has thrived. Through the first 45 games in January, the Caps had the league's 29th-ranked power play with 15.2 conversion rate. Uh, nearly every day there were questions about what specifically was wrong with the team's man advantage and how it could be fixed. Since February began, though, there's been a noticeable uptick in the team's power play with the other team, like with the team's power play, and coincidentally, their improved power play units have come right when the team has gotten healthier and slower, and slowly spent more time with one another on the ice. Through 15 game in the last 15 games since February 1st, they're scoring at a rate on the power play of 27.5, a figure that ranks fourth in the league. They've accounted for more than 12% jump in production compared to the team's 45 through the team's first 45 games. So as a team gets healthier, is on the court or on on the ice more together, uh, they're scoring on the power play more, which was something that was missing. And we've pointed that out numerous times. And when we've had Andrew on, he's pointed that out as well. Yeah, I think it was last game Kuznetsov had at least one or two power play goals. You've seen Ovechkin from the office, uh, get hot again this team really relies on those opportunities it seems like to really be the production emphasis yeah to score goals they do have the capability to get some during uh even play and whatnot but the power play goal is what you want to be 
elite. And the Capitals, for the most part, throughout history with Ovechkin there, have been one of those elite teams, and hopefully it gets back to that this season. Hopefully it does. Again, tonight's game is 7 p.m. We will not have that because we have the NCAA first four games, but obviously you can follow that on NBC Sports. Washington caps 32-18-10 and 10 and 6-3-1 six and, six, and one in their last 10 games, and they're getting back to where we know we usually see the caps, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and is family-owned and operated and located right here in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will talk uh, NBA, or excuse me, NCAA bracket talk. We'll do some bracket picks next. After this, two-minute break. And I feel heavy into your arms. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I'm the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms and we have flooring available too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care. Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist. Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management. Dr. Payam Haradi, Anesthesia. Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics. And Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Panhandle Printing and Design, your local one-stop print shop. We help people manifest their visions, make them come to life. From logos, posters, and window graphics, to banners, business cards, promotional items, car wraps, and more. The options are limitless. One thing's for certain, when you visit Panhandle Printing and Design, you'll be delighted to work with our prompt, professional team as you describe to us what you're looking for. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the 9th Annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. Is it shaky? Nah, I think it's to the left a little Are you shut? Man, you gotta get that thing off, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. To the 
Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10 streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Again, you can join our NCAA Bracket Challenge uh, on the ESPN Bracket Challenge app. We posted a link on the social media yesterday. Got about uh, 12 extra people in there so far. So thanks to everybody that's joined so far. Uh, There's about 16 total, including the four of us currently in this room. Uh, But the first four games begin tonight um, at 6.40 p.m., which you can tune into right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, but not streaming on TalkRadioWRNR.com. It is not – it is – part of the contract that you cannot stream those games so we will not we will not we cannot stream those games uh but 6 30 the pregame will start tonight uh texas southern versus texas a&m corpus christi from yesterday when you guys were making fun of me for that you deserved it uh texas southern favored by three and a half indiana versus wyoming later on around 9 10 indiana favored by four uh i think we picked yesterday yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, we'll move to the next four games, which are tomorrow. The two 16 seeds, Bryant. We picked those. Yeah, we, yeah, did? we picked all yeah. those. Oh, yeah, we did. All right, yeah. well, let's get to the first round here. Um, Should we go over final four maybe first? I, actually, I feel like if we go through the whole bracket. Yeah, I don't think we have time to go through the whole bracket. No. Uh, so, yeah, let's go over final four here. Who all we have in the final yeah. four. Why? Yeah. Okay. Want me to start? Or? You can start. All right. So I saw some uh, historical t- statistics uh, that pretty much gave you who has the best chance to make the Final Four. And I didn't base my Final Four off this, but I was pretty happy with that my numbers or those numbers actually led to uh, a lot of the teams I had in my Final Four. Um, so based on those numbers, the three top teams that have the best chance to win the national championship and make the Final Four are uh, Villanova, Kansas, and Kentucky. Um, And that's based off of, like, defensive efficiency, offensive efficiency, how they finished in the conference tournament, stuff like that. And then the fourth team I have is Gonzaga um, because they were close on a lot of those numbers. So that might help some people out a little bit based on those numbers in the past. Obviously, you don't want to just look at, you know, historical numbers because anything can happen. You know, you see, like, randomly – VCU make the Final Four or George Mason. You know, so you have the Cinderella teams that obviously are the outliers, but that's my Final Four. Uh, if I was to break it down based on this year, I like you know how Gonzaga plays with their size. I think that makes them very tough. Um, you know, Kansas obviously won the Big Twelve, which is considered the best conference in uh, basketball. I think their I think their side of the bracket is actually the easiest to get through. Um, which is kind of surprising considering Gonzaga was the number one overall seed. And then, you know, I really like that Kentucky team, and I like uh, Villanova, their veteran squad. I like what Jay Wright's done with them. So those are my four teams in the Final Four. Well, hearing you say those uh, historical statistics and then naming off also three of the four teams that I have in the (laughs) Final Four as well makes me uh, feel a little bit better at my picks. I also got Kansas, Villanova, and Kentucky in my Final Four, but I do not have the Zags. I have Duke. I like Coach K. It's his final year. 
after being shocked there in the ACC championship against Virginia Tech. I think Coach K is going to have his Blue Devils dialed in to get one last hurrah, make a push to the Final Four. And that Duke Blue Devil team's a really good one. I have some upsets there in the beginning, but when you really get down to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, I I think it's going to be all those one through four, maybe a fifth seed sneaks in, pulling off an upset against a four. But you got Kansas looking really good there with guys under Bill Self. They were able to win the regular season for the Big 12 They dominated all their games there in the tournament. Villanova has been one of the teams to come here and there in the Final Four throughout these past couple years. Kentucky, even though I hate saying it because it's a former Mountaineer, Oscar's looking great for them. He'd probably be the player of the year. And I feel like if those teams are your Final Four, it's going to be one of the best. What's interesting is it, it kind of listed some other teams that were like close on the other uh, statistics, and Duke was not even <laughs> one of those teams. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with uh, the ACC being down this year, so they didn't get like those quad one wins that you might look for. Uh, but Avery, what about you? What do you got in the Final Four? My Final Four, um, so I'll start by saying I've made – 11 brackets oh my gosh <laughs> 10 of which are serious the last one was a joke bracket but uh yeah i mean i you know i i will base my uh discussion today on the bracket that i put in our bracket group for the sports mix um which i'm not exactly sure i'm happy with this bracket right now i might swap it out for a different one before the tournament starts but anyway we'll go with what i have right now so my final four are gonzaga kentucky Tennessee and Iowa. Those are my final four teams right now, and I'll give a quick explanation. Going heavy as to on why. those champions. So I like Gonzaga. They've been number one team all year in the country. Chet Holmgren, probably the top pick in the NBA draft. Maybe top three. Absolutely. Then you've got Drew Timmy, who's also a Wooden Award candidate, one of the best players, one of the best centers in the country. Those two are a twin tower combo right there. They both have a good inside-out game. Chet Holmgren can shoot. Drew Timmy's a good passer. That combination is going to be really hard to stop in the tournament. I like Kentucky because referencing those numbers that you mentioned before, Nick, they are one of those teams that ranks highly in offensive and defensive efficiency. They can hurt you in a number of different ways. Oscar Shibway, as you mentioned, Colin, is the best rebounder in America by a mile, averaging 15-15 and 15 on the year. So hard to stop on the offensive glass, too. So I've got those two teams on the one side – of the bracket. The other side, I like Tennessee, not just because they won the SEC tournament, which is one of the best leagues in the country, but also because they've got shooters, their offense is efficient. Uh, I, I just, I think they're hot right now. I, I like them. I like the bracket that they're in, the region that they're in. Uh, I don't think Arizona's going to be a Final Four team. I don't think Villanova will be either. So that leaves Tennessee to come out of that region. Lastly, I have Iowa. I understand Iowa's hot, and generally hot teams coming into the tournament tend to cool, tend to cool down. Excuse me, but Keegan Murray is the leading uh, Division One Power Conference scorer in the nation this year, averaging almost 24 points a game. He's been unstoppable. His brother Chris is an excellent player too. They've got a lot of depth on that team. They're getting a lot of production from their bench. 
I expect them to go far, and they're in Kansas's region too, which is a weaker region in my opinion. So I see Iowa coming out of there. I got Gonzaga as my national champion out of those four. All right, well, I talked about one of my Cinderella teams yesterday uh, being Virginia Tech. I've gone through so many different times where I go through the bracket, and I just don't know where I'm going to go, but I just made a final decision. My West East to Gonzaga and Virginia Tech South Midwest Villanova Kansas. You got Virginia four. Tech that, in the that final is four. Bold. Hey, I didn't hear. They're hot. They won their first ever ACC tournament title. Oh they're man, hot. I didn't hear your other two teams. Uh, Gonzaga, Virginia Tech, Villanova, Kansas. All right, all right, all right. Wow, I, I got my national championship. As I have I'm Kentucky, st- Kansas with the Jayhawks. I don't, that was the problem. Is if you go to the Elite Eight matchup or excuse me, Sweet 16 matchup is what I have here. It's Kentucky-Virginia Tech, and I think somehow Virginia Tech pulls it out. Wow. That's Cinderella story. They're an 11 seed. Yeah. Only one 11 seed has done it, right? No, there have been a few. UCLA was an 11 last year. You're right, yep. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's an extremely tough road. I mean, that's a a tough region that they're in, too. That's, you know... It's not going to be easy for you. Do you guys have international champions? I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't predicted uh, the Zags. I, I picked Gonzaga. I think they finally okay, okay. get over the hump. Holmgren's going to be the difference for them. They didn't have him last year. They got him this year. They don't have Suggs this year. They don't. But their guard play is good enough. Yeah. I mean, they they've got Bolton. They've got Nemhard. Those, those guys are going to carry him. What about you, Colin? I said Kansas oh, against okay. Kentucky. Yep. I've got Gonzaga, Villanova, and Gonzaga winning. All righty, I see the confetti. You see the confetti? Well, yeah. I don't, at that point, just take Virginia Tech. So I need Gonzaga to lose so I can sit pretty well in here smiling when all three of your brackets are busted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, we've got to hit a break because we've got Hedgesville baseball head coach Eric Grove coming on next. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break with head coach of the Hedgesville baseball team, Eric Grove. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Berkeley County Meals on Wheels delivers 1,000 hot, nutritious, low-cost, home-delivered meals to homebounders to the 322 square miles of the county. We rely on 120 volunteers to drive, pack, and serve meals. As a nonprofit, we rely on donations to sustain us. Please call us at 304-263-6622 to join our volunteer team or make a donation or if you or someone you know needs a home-delivered meal. Thank you. 
Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Hornby Media Group is your all-in-one advertising solution for businesses in and around the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Print, radio, television, and social media platforms work together to maximize your ability to reach target demographics. Go to talkradiowrnr.com or call us at 304-263-6586 and let us design the perfect advertising package that will suit your needs and your budget. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Summertime is finally here. That old ballpark man is back in. Well, summertime's not here yet, but we're. Close to springtime. Also, the segment sponsored in part by Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us. We're now joined by head coach for the Hedgesville baseball team, Eric Grove. How are you doing today, Coach Grove? Good. How about you all? We're doing great, and uh, for you guys, obviously, getting ready to start the season. Um, what are you looking forward to this season from your squad? Well, we're uh, you know excited to get things ramped up and uh, looking at our group, young group, I think a pretty talented group, trying to get the X's and O's taken care of so we can get ready to play tomorrow. I'm excited about how we've looked on the mound so far, and in our loan scrimmage, we hit way better than I thought we would. So uh, I think things are really looking up, and uh, we're excited as a group to get playing. Glad the weather is going to cooperate and uh, just be good to move some pieces around and find a solid uh, starting lineup. I think our rotation is pretty well set and looking forward to a good spring. Hey, Coach, this is Nick Verzellini. Uh, you said you had a – young team this year um who have been some guys that have stepped up for you in practice and you mentioned some uh good success in the scrimmage so uh maybe some guys that could have a big year for you we're we're a junior heavy group at least for the varsity team right now and uh but there are a lot of a lot of freshmen honestly nipping at their heels ready to play got some sophomores that are playing up ready to play two seniors uh Riley Bubb will be our key piece coming back uh, that has the varsity numbers from last year. And then uh, Hayden Kimball's our other senior, really looks good in the spring. And then we're, we're young. we got Jackson Ruest and Michael Nichols and Braylon Connor, Chris French, Gage Gano. Uh, a lot of younger kids looking to step up and be ready to play. He's got some sophomores ready to play. It's When the young kids get off from uh, riding the bus, it's weird. There's about a third of our team actually drives to the field and the refs get off on a bus. So it's we're young, really young, and that means they're hungry too, so that's a good thing. 
Coach Grove, Colin McLaughlin here. Thank you for being on with us. Your team went 15-9 and last season to be bumped out in those last two games of the series against uh, Martinsburg, both by one runs each. And the start EPAC play this year, Friday we'll have the game as well. You guys get to take on Martinsburg at home. What is or act on the road, excuse me, what does your team need to do to uh, get off on the right foot against the Bulldogs? Uh, I think, obviously, they're going to be one of the better teams that we're going to play on our schedule this year, bringing a lot of kids back. It's like I don't think there's much of a carryover effect because we graduated quite a few, so we got young kids that don't really have those battle scars to compete in that game. We're going to start fresh. we got a definitely going to have to – I'm assuming we'll face one of their top two pitchers. So we got to offensively get off the blocks hot and then play good sound defense, be good behind the dish. And I think, uh, you know, it's just going to take a collective effort from everybody to scratch runs across and minimize mistakes. So a lot of times you got the hittings ahead of the, uh, I'm sorry, the pitching's ahead of the hitting this time of year. So, we're, I mean, if we're going to win a low-score game, that means we got to keep the walks to a minimum and errors non-existent. So, scrappy ball. And, Coach, looking at your uh, non-EPAC schedule, you have a uh, few teams out of state, including your game tomorrow against Hanley. It looks like you'll play a home-and-home with them. And then Mercersburg Academy in Pennsylvania and Berkeley Springs, East Hardy, uh, Frankfurt. And then you'll be down in uh, Myrtle Beach for the – Mingo Bay Classic. We'll be down there broadcasting a couple of your games. Uh, what is your non-conference? What do you think your non-conference schedule is going to help your team with when you have to go play EPAC teams? Well, we start when I started this several years ago. Now we uh, we had a ton of relationships with schools that were a long way away, and I got tired of going across this beautiful state to go play. So we kind of try to get some quality teams closer to home. It's hard to schedule Maryland and Virginia because they're limiting the number of games they can play. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know a lot about a few of these schools, so it's going to be hard to, once we play them once, obviously we'll have a better idea. But it'll be our first time having a, having a game with a few of these schools in quite a long time, if ever. So I'm just hoping that, Honestly, we can get some kids some reps against some teams, I think, that are similar to us and, and competition-wise. And uh, I, Our conference schedule is always tough, so we're trying to um, sort of complement that with a different skill set with some teams closer to home that hopefully we can uh, compete with and get some wins on the board. And we talked about uh, the game coming up on Friday against Martinsburg. Um you know, knowing that they have an experienced team, how do you think that first game of the season gets you kind of ready for uh, them and the rest of conference play, as you said, like playing that tough non-conference schedule? I don't want to diminish the game, but I think that last year, first game of the year, first or second game of the year, I don't remember, uh, we put it on them pretty good. And clearly that wasn't how the rest of our seasons went. So it's almost like, treat these games individually baseball is a game of you know of, of streaks sometimes you're hot sometimes you're not offensively defensively so it's not something that we nobody's going to expect to win every game they play it's going to be a, it'll be a good early season test for both teams i don't know that it's going to dictate how the season goes because actually the last few years it's been the opposite but uh going in there will be a tough place to play it looks like good weather early on and 
be a really good challenge to see where we're at because, uh, you know, our region's full of good teams, so we got to see exactly where we stack up against one of the better ones, I think. Who and what do uh, we need to watch out for from your team uh, this season? I, I, like I said, I think we'll pitch well defensively. I think we're going to play pretty well. We got we we score runs. We're going to actually be pretty good, I think, and uh, really just excited to see them come together because all these kids haven't played together before. We got about two or three guys with varsity experience coming back, so that's something you just can't ever really gauge how the games are going to go. We've had a good spring. Kids have been excited to play. Uh, the weather certainly going to being warmer earlier is going to put everybody in a good mood. So I, I think. When when you watch Hedgesville play, I want to mirror a team that doesn't make doesn't beat themselves and maybe forces other teams into mistakes. We we're going to play a little smaller brand of ball and rely on our pitching and defense to win us games. And coach, what's uh, what's an overall season goal for you guys? Well, we always want to compete for the championships, and I think probably we aren't going to be expected to do that from a lot of people. But I'm not convinced of that yet. I think we're going to compete with the best of them. Uh, and honestly, we have a lot of room for improvement. Um, Coach Byler and I actually talked about the end of the year last year. There's our senior heavy teams good, junior junior heavy teams good. Sometimes the older kids check out, and we're not going to check out of it. We're going to stay invested and just see where all we're at. And like I said, I, I think our JV team's going to be really good. I think our varsity team's going to compete. And uh, I like to I like to get another 20 win season down. We should have had one last year, honestly, but end of the year we let let it down and so want to get 20 wins and compete for championships that's what our goal is all right coach grove thanks for joining us best of luck tomorrow night and we'll see you on friday for that game against martinsburg all right thank you all for having me have a great day thank you you as well that was eric grove head coach for the hedgesville eagles baseball team and a couple minutes left here bringing you guys back in uh we got two more coaches coming on tomorrow. We need to schedule two more coaches, and then we'll have to talk to all the EPAC baseball coaches here in opening week. Uh, tomorrow at 12.15, it will be Aaron Byler, head coach of the aforementioned Martinsburg Bulldogs that uh, Coach Grove just talked about. And then uh, 12.30, we'll be joined by John Lowry, senior head coach for the Jefferson Cougars. And we need to still get Spring Mills head coach on as well as Washington's head coach on. I don't think Hedgesville needs to worry looking at their roster here and if it's accurate on max preps uh we're at number 21 Sammy Sosa so if that's correct I think these uh Hedgesville Eagles are going to be doing just fine this season. <laughs> what? That's what it says Sammy Sosa number 21 for Hedgesville. Oh, hey he was named after somebody right? I don't think that's a real person. That can't be but a real it could person. Be. We'll figure it out. Probably is. It's probably not the one that we're thinking of, but yeah, it's probably his nickname. I mean, how many Sammy Sosas can there be, right? Exactly. Yeah, Have many? we seen this Sammy Sosa and the other Sammy Sosa in the same room? <laughs> Maybe no. he just really misses baseball, right? You know, you yeah. never know. He might be eligible. Who knows? What's the uh, SSAC rules? I don't know, but uh, don't want to get the SSAC on. That. I don't think he ever went <laughs> to high school in the states. Hey, maybe he does have some eligibility. Exactly. Figure it out. All right, well, as I, I mentioned before, we'll start baseball tomorrow night. Uh, East Hardy at Martinsburg, 7 p.m., 640 pregame show on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Friday, 
Hedgesville versus Martinsburg at P.O. Faulkner, 7 p.m., and that will be, again, a 640 pregame show. That will do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for Coach Hartman and Coach Grove, That'll, thanks to them for coming on, and I will talk to uh, Coach Byler for Martinsburg and Coach Lowry Sr. for he- Jefferson tomorrow. Um, That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight, 6.30 p.m., the NCAA first four matchup. And uh, si- 7, or excuse me, 9.40 p.m., the second game. Again, Corpus Christi, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern, 6.49, 10-ish, Indiana, and Wyoming. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin and Avery Newport, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.